So hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Turn 5 podcast. Uh, I'm back after being at the Euros last week and Alex is back as well. I don't know where he was. He was skiving. I was, I was ill and the same again this week, but I felt with it this week. Just just not ill enough to, <laughs> to survive enough. it. Yeah. Less yeah, ill enough. That's I mean, so up to the, the Turn 5 podcast. The Turn <laughs> yeah. 3 podcast has abruptly died. <laughs> It's disgraceful. Um, <laughs> and this week we'll be reviewing Formula One, Formula Three, and W Series at the Austrian Grand Prix. Not the Styrian Grand Prix. That was last week. This week's the Austrian Grand Prix. Same track, different name. Confusing for new fans, I know. Uh, three word, well, I say three word. One sentence phrase reviews. Um, Richard, go. That's how you do tyres. Yeah, Ben? Austria greater than Styria. Fair. Alex? Basically stole a mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as Styria, but still Red Bull dominance. I wish it had rained. <laughs> we were promised rain two weekends in a row and we got no rain. <laughs> So just please can it rain? And Nia uh, unexpected podium coming into the weekend, but also pretty good race. Fair enough. So creative. Yeah. I mean, I so... was str- I've been struggling for like ten minutes trying to think <laughs> of that, okay. <laughs> Friday and Saturday practice. Um Mercedes were looking good on Friday. And then just not on Saturday. (laughs) Um, What I want to know is what changes between those two days. Like, how can you go from looking like the fastest car to being crap? It's inverse sandbagging. Yeah, it feels like like when they're nowhere on Friday, they always actually end up being really quick when it matters. But then obviously the opposite, when when they top practice for some reason. Yeah. So obviously they like to make changes. But I would suggest, I guess. Yeah, it's just a strange one, isn't it? I, I mean, think... just stop making changes when you're looking <laughs> quick. <laughs> uh, well, they, they can't even seem to decide if they're upgrading their car or if they've stopped upgrading their car because mm-hmm. one day they release a press statement that says, oh, yeah, we're, we're fully focused on 2022. And then 18 hours later, we get news from one of the top Mercedes guys that actually yeah we're bringing an upgrade package to Silverstone I mean I think if they weren't bringing any upgrade packages they could kiss the world championships goodbye as far as I'm concerned I think they already have yeah really? kind of yeah. yeah I mean I know I know the Red Bull ring is typically a Red Bull track but I given that so. this was the first time that they'd got pole on it well the second time now but you know, you know what I mean. The first year that they managed to get a pole position at their own their own circuit, it kind of speaks that the Red Bull have taken that next step. They've also completely done Mercedes over at France, which is typically a Mercedes dominated track. So it's not looking great for them. And if they can't, if they don't upgrade significantly, I don't think they're going to claw it back. Mm. They I... they got a bit of a reprieve yeah, I mean, this weekend with. Uh, with with Perez doing what he did, but you know, yeah, we'll come to the Stuart room a bit later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, I don't know. I think it that was what round eight, nine, nine, nine I think. So there's think still still fourteen to go. So in terms of writing anyone off, I think the only cars we can write off are Haas, Williams, and Alfa Romeo. Not necessarily <laughs> Williams because they did pretty well this year. Weekend. Yeah, but they're not going to win the world yeah. championship. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, like, in their own way, if that makes sense. Like, Cass, they're not going to do anything special. Williams, maybe. To, to be honest, in terms of winning the world championship, I think you can write off everyone except for Red Bull and Mercedes. Yeah. There, there yeah, are, we could, we there's could already get a 101 McLaren, point yeah, gap. There's already a 101 point gap between McLaren and Mercedes. Yeah. So. You know, that's that's four race wins with one fastest lap. Yeah. So. Mm. I mean, the thing is, we've been talking about this season as, you know, the best title battle ever, but that's now five five wins in a row for Red Bull at, like, the most... The, it was a complete variety of tracks in those five. And they've... Well, they've done... Well, not, don't, not necessarily dominate all of them, but, I mean, this, week, this weekend, both Austria races, really, it was... I mean, even by the standards of Mercedes with Hamilton, that was absolute, complete domination. And I, I feel like the Max was slightly flattered by Lewis being held up by Norris for so long. Yeah, maybe that didn't like, help. Oh, and yeah. and I know, Lewis had damage, as we know. Yeah, I, I'm um, talking like in the first twenty laps before he yeah. sustained that damage. But I mean, like I know Norris was lapping within at some points, like three tenths of Max's times, but you know, the, the gap was like 21 seconds by the time Lewis managed to get past. Yeah, yeah Max so. really benefited from Lando being in between them both. So. Even even when Mercedes had clear air, though, without damage, they were still, oh, yeah, they were still off tenths. the pace, but yeah. I don't think he'd have been that it far have behind. Been that bar. Yeah. yeah, bear in mind, it's the shortest track, though, pretty much as well, in terms of lap time. Yeah, and it's it's easy to be on the pace though when you're in clear air for seventy one laps. Yeah. Um, when you're having to fight for twenty and whatnot, you've killed your tires. It's just weird though. I don't know what's going on with Mercedes because you know Toto Wolff's. Well, he seemed a bit. You know, he seemed to lose his head a little bit, didn't he? <laughs> in the press conference, he was like, "Oh, we're going to win by thirty seconds at Silverstone." Hamilton, in his press conference, said, "Oh, it's not really going to make any difference to lap time." So, I mean. What is going on with this team? That... But Toto wants to try and take yeah. it to Christian with his mind games, but Christian yeah. is the seasoned veteran. Yeah. I, mean... I think Toto saying that he's going to win by 30 seconds is just a bit of... I mean, we want this to happen. <laughs> we don't necessarily think it'll happen. If we say we it, it'll it come to. true, right? Yeah, just yeah. trying to motivate themselves. Like, we said it, it has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the weather forecast for Silverstone? <laughs> Let's well, I find out. I don't think it's dry. ever not rained at some point in the weekend at Silverstone. But... Silverstone weather. Okay, yeah. It doesn't yeah, forecast that far ahead. <laughs> That's true, actually. It, yeah, it doesn't well, it's to rain all week. Yeah, this is long-range forecasting, though. Yeah. Next 10 days. That's close enough. <laughs> Saturday the 17th. Partly cloudy. Sunday the 18th, partly cloudy. It won't rain. So it's not going to rain. We don't even have a forecast for rain. Unless that's how it rains. We expect <laughs> it to be blazing sunshine and it just chucks it down. Yeah. <laughs> Chance of rain, 0%. 0%. Real rain. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming to you live from the Great British Monsoon. Yeah. I mean... 
I wouldn't mind that. That would lead to an interesting race if it didn't get red flagged. It would definitely get red flagged oh, if yeah. there's a monsoon. <laughs> well, I remember I remember one year, I can't remember what year it was at Silverstone. Like I was getting sunburnt whilst they were starting behind the safety car because it was so wet on the track. And yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it was boiling that's, hot where I was sat. That's brilliant. Yeah. That is that's classic Silverstone that. But I think if um, we'll talk about that next yeah. week. This week we're talking about Austria. Um, you want to Red Bull? Like just for the race now. Well, yeah, got quality to cover, qualifying. Really. No quality. Um, Q one, Ocon is slow. Q two, poor Fernando, I think. <laughs> Q two, yeah. meat roadblock. <laughs> yeah. Like I know everyone was saying George got into Q three on pure pace. Had had Fernando not been blocked, he wouldn't have been. Yeah, in. I was about to yeah. say. I think we do need to remember he didn't really. He got through to Q three thanks to one Sebastian Vettel. I mean, yeah, but I suppose at the same time, you take your luck when you can, and you get yeah. your clean air run when you can. So yeah, no, definitely. Um, props to George to get into Q three, but the car isn't where it was. No, no definitely not. It was on mediums as well in Q2. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Bearing in mind, like, Vettel, which I can't remember who else, a couple of others went through on softs, Gasly. Yeah. Well, so that's pretty impressive. Who did start on softs? Because there were the, the ones, uh, Gasly, Sonoda and Stroll and Vettel started on softs. Didn't someone start on the hards, actually? Science, I think. Yeah, Science started on hards. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of starting tyres, we had uh, Verstappen down to Bottas on mediums, Gasly down to Vettel, which is sixth to ninth on softs, uh, Leclerc on mediums, Ricardo on mediums, Russell on mediums, Saints and Raikkonen on hards, or Raikkonen pitted on hards, sorry, um, Alonso, Giovinazzi, Schumacher, Latifi, Maspin, and Ocon all on mediums. It's basically the ones that just scraped through into Q3 started on soft. Yeah. Apart from Russell, yeah. Yeah. No, sorry, Raikkonen didn't pet on at the hard. He started on them as well. And the soft starting on soft was definitely not the way to go. No. No, no that was yeah. That Those was softs clear. were not good tires. Pirelli brought them anyway. Yes, uh, but at least they brought them because it changed up the strategy that much. Yeah, we didn't have a Copy very based. boring one-stop race. We had yeah. a one or a two-stop, depending. So, yeah. Yeah, th- thank, thankfully, you know they did the tires the right way in terms of they were softer, but they didn't explode. So you know, yeah, you it was Silverstone. Back, <laughs> yeah, where they went softer, but they couldn't go the distance they said they would. So, yeah, no, that's 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 what I mean by that's how you do tires because they were softer, but they still went as far as they were supposed to go. So, yeah, it was better in that respect. Um, and I mean, if you did the tire strategy right, you could make the one stop work, and that's what I think a race should be. It should be a, a, a 
a dilemma between do we go for the one stop and slightly compromise our speed or do we go balls to the wall flat to the floor and go for a two stop yeah because then it adds a bit of a bit of drama a bit of spice because there's that uncertainty admittedly not with max because he was just that far out in front he could just make a second stop but you know the midfield anywhere below that it was kind of where's he going to come out so uh, and then q3 norris nearly put it on pole wasn't he like he was he was hundredth off pole he was ahead going yeah. into turn 10 and they had like yeah. a sap of some sort of steer i don't know it was over or under and he's over. like yeah he slap him over steer just behind it's like oh Imagine it. Oh, it's coming though, and imagine the scenes when he does get a pole. Imagine the scenes he gets pole at Silverstone. Mm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I find that one unlikely. That. Um, probably unlikely, but it would be cool. I was thinking about that to be fair, and yeah, even if he gets on the podium, I mean, yeah, and or Hamilton winning, obviously, or even George Russell getting in the Humble points. Humbot nor. <laughs> yeah. Let's just Any, have a nice yeah. British podium, please. Yeah. Norris, Russell, I'm, Hamilton in that of, order. I'm kind of hoping Hamilton win, Norris podium, Russell points is the dream. Mm. But mm. So we'll talk about that next week. But George Russell drives a Williams. Mm. Yes, but... Maybe not for long. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, in I mean, case he's Mercedes he's, contract. <laughs> he's absolutely thrashed Latifi in that Williams, yeah. though. Like, oh, yeah. one of them getting into the, the top 10 and the other one getting eliminated with the Hasses in Q1. As much as I like Nicholas, that's not that hard. It, like, compared to your teammate, it's comparing yourself to Latifi. As much as I like Latifi, it's not that hard. No, I mean, like, it's, <laughs> it's the same as, as Mick to Nikita, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, but he's, then again, you look him at, comprehensively. In terms of saying that, you look at Q1, Alonso, P3. Yeah, and I mean, Ocon, I feel like he P17. would have been there. I feel like Alonso would have been there had he not been rolling roadblocked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that was the point that really ruined his weekend. Um, yeah. But he was also on a set of softs, so. And that gave us our first visit to the stewards' room for the weekend. <laughs> um, just... Three three documents came out after qualifying. One to penalise Seb, um, which on is his here. birthday. Uh, oh, do- yeah. Document thirty five, <laughs> impeding of car fourteen, which weekend. is Alonso. Uh, it was a slap bang penalty. They couldn't yeah. not penalise Seb. It was just, yeah. It, it was, yeah. I, I'm, I understand the, the the penalty that Seb got. It was more the fact that they didn't follow through from the race director's notes and also penalised the drivers in front of him. So ah, so you mean like this? Let's look at um, Carlos Sainz. So what the steward said was at the end of Q2, everyone slowed down at the end of Turn 9 to create a gap. And because everyone slowed down, they didn't want to penalise anyone. The end. Yeah, which is just... It's, it's, it's creating the... It's, 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 it's a dangerous approach because it is cre- it's creating the uh, potential for a, a mob mentality 
within the drivers. Yeah. If enough of us band together, they won't touch us. We saw it in Baku where Massey told the McLaren guy, oh yeah, but everyone was driving too fast. Penalise them all then. Do your job. If if five cars are not respecting the, the race director's notes, penalise them. Don't just pick on the guy that happens to be at the back of that queue. Do it evenly. Do it properly. And do it consistently. That's the problem. I don't think, the, in fairness, Seb's penalty is not for not following the race director's notes. Yeah, Seb's is for blocking. It's Everyone for blocking. else in front of him should have got a penalty mm. for not following orders. So, Because they were explicitly told not to do that there on the track. It was like 24.3 or something. 24.2. There you go. And, and they all did it anyway, which shows that they just don't respect the race director's notes at that point. So... Even if they don't penalise all the drivers, they may, they should penalise the one in front who was causing it. Because, like, in, in the end of the day, it's really his fault that everyone else had to slow down. I'm not sure who was at front. I think it might have been Bottas. I'm not exactly too sure. But it should they should really penalise the guy in front if they don't penalise everyone else. Because in, he's the one causing it. But at the same time, everyone's been told, don't do it yeah. there. So if Bottas has done it earlier and then happened to go and someone's come steaming up and then slowed down, True. it wouldn't be his fault. So I'm saying yeah. penalise the ones that have slowed down in that section. Yeah. Yeah, the, the notes said, during any practice session, any driver intending to create a gap in front of him in order to get a clean a clear lap should not attempt to do this between the entry of turn nine through to the exit of turn 10. Any driver seen to have done this will be reported to the stewards as being in breach of Article 27.4 of the sporting regulations. So, yeah, I, I just think yeah. that the stewarding this weekend was very flip-flop. Yeah. There was no... there were there, I, I don't want them to rule with an iron fist, per se... I want them to judge racing incidents on a case-by-case basis. But when a situation like that happens, where you've clearly stipulated before anyone's even put a tyre on the track, don't do it, and then they all go and do it, penalise them. So... No, I do agree. I do agree. Um, Race? We're talking about the stewards, we might as well get into the race. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Red Bull. Amazing Red Bull, race for Max. Very mixed weekend. Max led from lights to flag. Checo got a 10 second time penalty. <laughs> I feel like Max could probably just fit a cruise control button in that car now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's about as comfortable a win as you can hope for, isn't it? So, And that was a comfortable second for Perez if it wasn't for the incident as well, I would have thought. I think as much as we criticised Albon in certain places for um, going for moves too soon and overtaking in the wrong situations, I think we need to do the same with Perez here because he clearly had the pace. You don't need to attempt it into turn four. You especially don't need to attempt it around the outside where it's notoriously hard to pass and incidents have happened previously. 
especially with the second Red Bull. <laughs> so why? Why take that risk? Why make that move? Even even Christian Horner came over the team radio and was like, well, not the team radio, the, the Sky broadcast. Um, he was like, yeah, it's a risky move. He shouldn't yeah. really have been out there. And we, we saw it later um, where, I mean, Perez uh, then forced someone else off, just like, oh, anything you can do, I can do better, because he actually hit Charles. But then we saw Lando trying for a move around Hamilton, but Lando used the magic second pedal and got out of the move and then passed into turn five or six. So, you know, it's... Yeah, I he shouldn't have made that move. If you're going to do it, do it into turn three. Like, yeah, if you, take yeah. the time and set it up. If you're going to do it, don't do it there, especially no. with, like, the your reserve driver has done the same thing and has failed it like in yeah. fairness alex was a lot further ahead yeah yeah but like you you get the gist like yeah your reserve yeah. driver has tried to do the same thing last year and that failed as well so maybe take it as an incentive to just not yeah the outside of four is not a great overtaking place no, inside yes outside yeah. no that's the thing so everyone defends the inside like their life depends on it because it's yeah. a downhill and then it sort of the camber shifts as you go through the corner so it starts to spit you out so it's just like that's, that's what's going to happen and it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna have to leave a car's width there then the driver on the inside has then suddenly got to completely readjust his line yeah um karun covered it on the um on the sky pad and it's like you're basically just saying concede the place even if he's not in front of you you have to concede the place because you have to take such a tighter line but yeah in terms of leaving racing room, that's that's always been a thing. It's, yeah, it's a very yeah, no. unique incident to that corner of that. It's quite difficult to leave racing room, but mm. if if they are alongside enough, which is front wing to rear tire, then you have to you have to leave them a car's width. So that's why everyone always gets penalised there. Someone ends up off because you didn't leave the space. All of All the, the time. time you have to leave <laughs> the okay, space. Um, uh, yeah, Mercedes should have been more. Lewis did pick up damage. That's why they swapped the cars, and then he was powerless to defend from Lando. It was it was the case of it was the 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 radio messages that we heard over the, like the course of three laps. Now I don't know what the actual time span was of the actual radio messages because obviously. We received them delayed, but it was like, uh, you are not to overtake Lewis, Mercedes, uh, McLaren being like, oh, Bottas has been told he can't overtake Lewis, so uh, go and get them both. <laughs> and then uh, Bottas being told, okay, you can race Lewis, and then, okay, we're just going to swap the drivers now. <laughs> it was yeah. just, oh, it was I think, like, I think the like, first yeah. call of let's not overtake was were sitting quite comfortable then mclaren started closing in so it's like right get, <laughs> hold on a get, minute <laughs> get a move on boys and then norris was that close so yeah lewis just let him by slim through <laughs> well 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 i just epitomizes mercedes at the moment just like complete contradictions <laughs> don't know what they're doing no i wouldn't say they don't know what they're doing because that was the right strategy race, call. Mm. yeah 
eventually. It, don't yeah. race is a wide strategy call in terms of the championship. And if Norris is far enough back that you can just hold station, you're getting pretty much the maximum points they could have asked for for the weekend, a 2-3. Um, but then as Norris starts closing, it's right, race each other and get a, get a jig on, like get moving. Um, then when it became clear that Lewis's car wasn't able to race because whatever damage he got, it was right. <laughs> Lewis is James <laughs> sort of thing. Um, mm. So no, it was actually quite a smart strategy call from the team mm. of that, let's go for the points. And then when they seemed they couldn't get the points, right, just get up the road. I just really wish there was like driver to driver radio. It's just like, Lewis, it's Valtteri. <laughs> <laughs> this entire time, I'm just thinking just like, um, Valtteri and Lewis just like staying in position all nice. Then Lando just coming up and like, oh, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> just comes oh, around hello turn 10 there. absolute yeah. steamer on. I've also noticed, because I've got the race result on here and it shows the driver's numbers. From one to seven, they're either the same number or it's a single number. So it's like 33, 77, 4, 44, 55, 11, 3. Mm. It looks really satisfying. I don't know why. <laughs> just, just, Damn just, Charles. Just, just thought I'd throw that out it. there. Yeah. I thought I'd just throw that out there. It looks really satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, Mercedes. Um, I mean, at the time, yes, strategy calls right. Um they, I, I don't want to say they were lucky to get P2, um, but if Norris hadn't had his five seconds, would they have got P2? Because um, they obviously they then could have tried to, they, they, they just pitted on the same lap as Norris because he had five seconds, so they were definitely going to get in front of him. Yeah. Bar a Monaco. But um, also, if... Uh, the thing between Lando and Checo didn't happen. Would Checo have got P two? I think yeah. Surely, I yeah. think that probably would have happened because then he wouldn't have been solo down to fight with Charles, have those that ten second penalty. So I think he probably would have got P two had Checo and Lando not collided or whatever happened. I can't remember. They 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 never actually touched. That yeah, was the bit that like annoyed that, me most. That moment, it was like there was no contact. Yeah, just yeah. that moment between them. It was it was the, the the first of two incidents between Perez and Charles, where yeah, it was at was, turn four again. There was, there contact, was contact, and yeah. I was thinking, well, that's that's stone wall. Then if they're going to give Norris five seconds, hmm. then they've got they, to give set Perez a precedent by that point. That's yeah. why it was such a quick under investigation. <laughs> five seconds. Five seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like forty three seconds on the broadcast or something. It was dumb. Um, when it took like five minutes for the first one to happen, like it didn't come up, and we were like, "Oh, okay, cool, he's got away with it." They interviewed Christian Horner, who was like, "Oh, yeah, it's a racing incident." <laughs> FYA, okay, we'll have a look. <laughs> what? I think that, that's like the one thing that annoyed a lot of people on like Twitter and everything was Andrea Seidel and Christian Horner both said it's just a racing incident. This like the Checo and Charles, I'm not exactly sure what they said, but Checo and Lando. They both said it's just a racing incident. Nothing yeah. should really happen from it. <laughs> the, the, the ah, bit... But the problem is, it's not the team principals that matter. Yeah. It's the sporting directors. It's, yeah. they, they've got a driver steward. And that's the thing. It was Derek Warwick this weekend. And I was reliably informed. I say I was. We were told, we were told over the broadcast that 
if you'd gone to Derek when he was racing and said, oh yeah, if you're on the inside line there, you can't defend it. And if someone goes in the gravel, you're getting a time penalty, even if you don't touch them. He'd have laughed and said, that's not racing. And now he's dishing out five second penalties for it. It's like, I don't know. You can't ask for hard racing. And then when someone takes a risk and bottles it essentially on their own, because they didn't touch, Norris didn't turn into him. I, I, I just feel like if you're going to ask for hard racing and then penalise a driver that's just held it, then you're setting a dodgy precedent, aren't you? Same. Yeah, that's that's why I didn't like it. I felt more comfortable with Perez's first one getting the five seconds because there was contact. Perez's second one... That, that was a pretty easy penalty for me. Yeah, it's not he, There was great. no space left. No, it was like, ha, literally ha, cold. But at the same time, he had a snap of oversteer. And it's kind of like, well, okay, yeah. But at the same time, that's not great. You should have slowed it down a bit more then. Yeah. So, you know... Having a snap oversteer doesn't excuse you from no exactly. Like, that means you've taken too much speed into the corner. Or if it wasn't Austria, possibly putting another driver in the wall. Unless it's Paul Ricard, in which case he just takes a nice holiday. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, but that's the thing. That's what people were saying. If if an incident like that happened at Paul Ricard, there wouldn't have been a penalty because Perez would have just rejoined behind Norris even though it's essentially the same offence of not leaving a driver a car's width. It was, so, what they also said in the broadcast, though, is that Perez's race was ruined by a lot more than five seconds. Agreed. Albon's race was ruined by a lot more than five seconds. <laughs> I, 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 if you're going to play it then, by that, I don't really, think... Would you really want to have seen a 10 second time penalty a drive through penalty for that one in Austria last year honestly that's, that's the range you're starting to get into after yeah, five exactly. that's the thing if you're if you're gonna talk but, about it in terms of how much time he's lost compared to where he was then is that what you're gonna no, start no, dishing that's, out retribution that's, for because that's not gonna well, work well you look at the Ferraris and Mercedes in 2018 were two races in a row for a Punterino de American at turn yeah. one um, and it was like, well, that their race has been ruined by like 45 seconds, but you're not going to hand out a 45 second time penalty. Um, um, in, the, in the end, it's probably worked out at, at more than 45 seconds because not only have they gone to the back of the pack, they've then had to reset their entire race strategy and they've got traffic to fight with that they otherwise wouldn't have. So it's, yeah, I don't want to get into the, the realms of you punted someone to the back, have a... 20 second stop go penalties so you join them at the back but at the same time I don't want to penalise just hard racing I want to see people go wheel to wheel, I don't want to see people in the wall, fine um, but if someone takes a risk like Perez did on the outside, which Norris showed later in the race that you can clearly back out of I, I just it didn't feel right you know should we move on to mclaren before this turns into like a two and a half hour long episode <laughs> uh, yeah um McLaren... because we've got three or two other races to cover well series uh, yeah. to cover uh, mclaren is very much again a mixed bag um, but it was pretty good for daniel because this is like one of his best like, he did I, pretty I well to come online. back up 
Daniel's doing what Albon did in the second Red Bull of not qualifying very well and then having a good race and ending the race probably where he should have qualified. Yeah. yeah so can we Daniel's really case, say it was a great weekend? But in Daniel's case, he has... It's a new car. Alex but wasn't really. It was... Uh, I don't think you can say it's a new car on round yeah. nine. Yeah, yeah, but like comparing Alex like we're to nearly Daniel, halfway like, through the season. True, but like comparing Alex to Daniel, Alex. I, if we're talking about twenty twenty, Alex already had a season under his belt before he started to become. I, I'm guessing I, how you say it. Well, he had half a season. I'd half, counter half season, argue yeah. because you look at how he drove that Red Bull at the 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 second half of that season, and he was really comfortable in that car. He got yeah. good results, and as soon as they went to preseason testing. He was nowhere. So something happened over winter with the development of that car that didn't work for him. So I don't know. That's that's sort of my counter to that. Um, no, but like, yeah, it, you, we are seeing Daniel slowly coming up to speed. But he's been but, in the sport for 10 years. Yeah, but also he has, he, I think he's had to change his braking style. I think to fit the car, I think that was it. Uh, he had to, he's had to change but that to again, fit the car. It's but round like, nine. But it is round nine, yeah. But he, if you're struggling, can, put more time in the sim. Yeah, like we're nearly we halfway see, through the season. But we can see he is starting to come up where he should be. Yeah, he's got race pace in the car. That's obvious. Yeah, yeah. But he just needs to nail his qualifying. And until then, he is essentially doing what Albon did in the Red Bull. Yeah. So. But last year as well weren't McLaren basically like this where they didn't qualify too well but then made up those positions it wasn't like that last Norris nearly put it on pole yeah that's true you've always got to look at the benchmark of your teammate you look at the qualifying results between Lando and Carlos they were always pretty close unless someone had an issue Mm. and over the course of the season they were pretty much neck and neck I think it finished like 12-10 or something like that in terms of qualifying results I don't recall Danny out qualifying Lando so far he Once. might have done I think it was like he twice like, he has three times yeah, yeah. there's Bahrain as well even it's... in at 6-3 like yeah. yeah and when you're looking and at four tenths off pole four hundredths off pole to not making it into Q3 that's a yeah. big difference but um, again you got to look at it it's like Lando was the young McLaren young driver he's had Five years with McLaren, maybe four, five years with McLaren, and Daniel's got from January. So like, you you got to see it that way, but you also got to see it as it's race nine. Also, so like, he gets to paid enough. Argue that one. He gets he's been paid. at Toro Rosso. He's been at Red Bull. Yeah. Look like, at Alonso. Yeah, look at Alonso. Yeah. He took a year out of the sport, two years out of the sport. Yeah, he and was, with, was chucking it in P3. <laughs> he was with Renault a lot last year. I'm not sure whether he did like Yeah, but he wasn't work. driving. He wasn't yeah. allowed to drive until oh. the uh, young drivers test. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but Alonso didn't fair. drive until Abu Dhabi in December. How do you do, fellow kids? But with what Daniel, it doesn't really help that his teammates Daniel's got access to the like sim. the second best driver this year. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely been Lando's standout year. Um, we, we said he had a good season last year. I think we all would have said if we had a podcast at that point. Um, and he scored 97 points last year. Admittedly, yes. we only had 17 rounds, but we've had nine races so far. He's on 101. 
Yeah. He's, he's, gonna, yeah, he's yeah. smashed it out of the park. He's, he's scored, carrying he's... McLaren like a backpack right now. Yeah, his, <laughs> most, his average position is fifth, Yeah, I think. And, he's, and he's had really uh, mostly fifth places, three third places, and one eighth. Yeah. He's had more podiums than Perez, who is in, well, what's now a dominant car, <laughs> by the looks of it. So, yeah, I, you, you've, you've got to look at it by the fact of McLaren have... 141 points. Yeah. Norris has 101 of those. Yeah. That's huge. So, yeah. It, when you're looking at the fight for third and Ferrari have two drivers that are semi-consistently scoring points, and generally when they score points, they both score points. Yeah, you need your second driver to start picking up. But also, uh, if we look at it as like Daniel Renault versus McLaren in his first year, he's doing a lot better than McLaren. Yeah, I so, feel like that's probably just the car, though. <clears throat> it, it could just be the car, but also, like, it, it's, it's like it's quite hard to like, like compare them and just Daniel on his own because, like, yeah, I, I don't think you can justifiably put it down to new car or different car or whatever this far into the season like the sim will have been firmed up as to how it would have been in February he's had pre-season testing he's had nine Grand Prix it's it's just unjustifiable at this stage so we say say the average Grand Prix takes an hour and a half and you've got qualifying as well that's another well, we'll call it half an hour of driving because they're not out for all of it. And then you've got three-hour slots yeah. of free practice. Let's say they run for half an hour. Probably for about that's... 45 minutes now, though. So Yeah, true. Um, you know, that's a lot of minutes in the car. Yeah. And he'll be putting in hours in the simulator outside of that. And it's you start but to it's... wonder what's not clicked. But it's also he, he looks, less... He's, he's it's had also... points. Where it's also less like it's time, done. less time than they used to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In years before, so like, if but you look they, at it within like time didn't and time run in the car for like the whole hour and a half, they probably yeah. only ran for about forty-five minutes last yeah. year. Yeah, but which is look, why they shortened the sessions. Yeah, but if you look at it like that, then you could technically say he's had maybe one or two races less, like Grand Prix less in the car, which again nine races in that would be race seven so like yeah but you could argue it that way but also sim work and everything so like yeah but then they've only lost an hour of possible track time each weekend yeah Yeah. when they get seven and a half hours each weekend Mm. and like you said they weren't all running at that point they were basically just taking it in turns so they all had a free track yeah so and you always looked at it at about the 45-minute mark. Everyone went into the pits and came back out 15 minutes later. Yeah, it's it like F2 like qualifying. Long. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Yep>. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Aston Martin? No, Ferrari next. Ferrari. Oh, yeah, Ferrari. Um, I forgot they're good now. Double points finish. Yeah. Charles, Charles in eighth, Carlos in fifth. They did the team orders of the the, the old swaparoo because I think after Charles's second 
excursion into the gravel trap, uh, he'd somewhat ruined his tyres. Um, and Carlos was obviously faster and on the opposite tyre strategy. Yeah. So. Science is only two points behind the clerk now. That's, I mean, that's pretty impressive considering how much we were talking about all the new drivers to team struggling. Yeah, considering how everyone plauded Charles as, you know, Ferrari's wonder kid. And Carlos is keeping up with him. Yeah. So, fair play. That's a good effort. And, like, it's not like we've had the team order swap and then he's done a Bottas and not actually managed to get past anyone. He has gone past two people in front of him. So, you know, it's, again, who was Bottas meant to pass? I, I mean, like, in <laughs> races previous where they've had, uh, I think it was, was it Italy? Where it was like, oh, yeah, um, Bottas can have a go. And then they were like, okay, yeah, they'll swap back because, you know, he let you through earlier. Mm. Um, that's that's what I was sort of. I think it was to. actually the other way about. It was Hamilton said to the team, "I can have a go at." I think it was Seb. They swapped around. Hamilton didn't have a go at Seb and was yeah. like, "Right, I'll give Valtteri back the place." Yeah, but you know that's that's my point yeah. of like they didn't swap it and nothing happened. They they swapped it and it was beneficial. So yeah, but I mean, qualifying wasn't great. Um, they they always seem to be qualifying P11 and P12 now. I mean, in terms of strategy... That just seems to be Ferrari's grid slot. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, like, it's Ferrari's of... starting slot and Alpha's finishing slot. <laughs> in terms of, like, strategy, getting, like, P11, P12 is probably a bit better because they oh, get free perfect. choice of tyre and, like, they're in it, the middle. I think it suited them very well this weekend given how quickly the softs went off. Yeah. And I feel like they probably would have needed a soft tire run to get into Q3. So, yeah, it's, it's going quite well for them with that strategy. Because I swear, Charles said something like that is like they're aiming for Q2, so they can have like top of Q2, so they can have the free tire choice, and they're like relatively where they would be anyway. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can do a lot with strategy when you're in 11th on a especially on a weekend like this where you know the guys that have qualified just in front of you are going to have to make probably an extra stop so yeah in terms of strategy perfect in terms of where ferrari as a a, a sort of idolized brand and team should be nowhere near but better than last year so you know it's, it's baby steps yeah. Um, moving on. Alpha Tauri. Not a great weekend. Sonoda got himself a 10 second time penalty. I mean, the same I thing don't twice. like that pit entry anyway. It's not a very good pit entry. But it's just, stupid. Just stay in the white lines. But at the same time, you've driven the circuit before. You did it last weekend. Yeah. And didn't get that penalty twice. So why? Yeah, wasn't it like? <laughs> isn't it like one of the only one of the few tracks Yuki's done before in Formula Two? Because it's Bahrain, mm. Austria, and a couple of others, obviously. I mean, it just it wasn't a good weekend for Yuki. Um, no, just doing the same thing twice in the same race. Yeah, I think he's very lucky that Max had a very good weekend and Perez 
also screwed up because I feel like Helmet Marco would have come down on him like a ton of bricks otherwise. Yeah, that's he probably no still doubt. has to be fair. Yeah. So Noda now has four penalty points this season. It has has Mick got any? I don't think so. I don't think Mick's had any penalties. <laughs> has Mick actually got anywhere near he doing anything? Anyone. Well, he's raced people. Usually his yeah. teammate, and usually <laughs> got yeah. forced well, wide. Yeah. And Latifi a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think yeah. Mick has had any penalties. Uh, he, in fact, he wasn't even summoned to the stewards this weekend, and basically everyone was summoned to the stewards this weekend. That's because Mick's a good boy. <laughs> Mick is Ferrari's new golden boy. I mean, how could he not be, you know? It's Mick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gasly? Uh, Gasly finished? Started sixth, ninth. finished ninth. Yeah. He qualified brilliantly again. But yeah, it was but just yeah. starting, starting on the softs, ruined yeah. him really. Mm. I think yeah. Gasly just had a really quiet race. Yeah, I didn't really hear anything about Gasly. He just he, went round. He just pit, he just pitted early because of his softs, and then yeah, just didn't and really work went out. Long. He yeah. was yeah. the he was the last car to finish on the lead lap. Yeah, I didn't really hear anything well done, about Gasly. Gasly. Moving on, <laughs> um, Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Mm. So Seb didn't finish, but still didn't finish last. Yeah. Um, and Stroll and, finished 13th. And Stroll finished 13th. Uh, again, so, hey. both of them started on softs. So. Yeah. A pretty poor weekend for them. It would have been all right for Seb, like the race. It would have been all right had Kimi not driven to him. No, oh, that's still P16. Yeah. No, it would have been 12th. Okay, days, yeah. Yeah, it would have been a lot higher. It would have been... Because he was, they were just fine, Russell. Oh yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Well, it's still twelfth. I mean, you, you want to be yeah. gunning for points in an Aston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know where. I know it was like roughly tenth, but I didn't know whereabouts. But yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, it was Russell that they were following because Russell was on the normal racing line, and then both of the drivers tried to converge onto the normal racing line, and uh, neither gave. <laughs> we'll come on to Kemi's penalty shortly. <laughs> Um, because it was a big one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it just kind of a mess weekend, weekend. I mean, yeah, they're next. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, there's Alpine next. Alpine. Um, I mean, um, Ocon's got the Fernando weakish wishbone known to man. Um, Ocon, Ocon cost Alpine... Ocon, um, Ocon cost Alpine 400 euros. Ocon was out first lap of the race. Yep, but he also cost Alpine 400 oh. euros in FP3 for speeding in the pit lane by 3.5 kilometers per hour. Naughty boy. But there's a 400 euro fine for Alpine. It's, such, it's just such stupid numbers, isn't it? Yeah. Why just make it 500? Make it nice. <laughs> because it's a make bit of a scale. Worthwhile. <laughs> Like, there's At no point like, finding a team that spends a hundred million pounds, four hundred yeah. euros. But... Agreed. <laughs> but uh, and since now, so since Ocon be... signed the new contract, he's just been he's crap. been absent. Why basically. did he DNF the race? His wheel just went. Oh yeah, yeah the, he had contact with Giovinazzi, was it? 
Jovanazzi. He was in a sandwich. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was in a Jovanazzi and Schumacher sandwich. And the Jovanazzi side of the bread was somewhat harder than the filling. Yeah. It was it was so unlucky though. It was very yeah. light contact. Mm. Yeah. But if it goes, it goes. So that was that. Uh, so that's that was Alpine. Alfa Romeo, Kimmy time. Yeah, Kimmy had a Kimmy had oh. a poor weekend. Wait, we didn't talk about Fernando. Oh yeah, uh, Fernando. I, I mean, I feel like we've co- kind of covered Fernando already. He got screwed over yeah. in qualifying, and that's yeah. race. And then had a quiet race. Yeah. But also, yeah. damn you, Fernando! You stole George's point. <laughs> yeah. Even even he said when he came up to the driver in P10, he was so sad saying it was George. I think that everyone just about, yeah, everyone stay just behind him then. <laughs> yeah, if he if he's that gutted about it, yeah. let him get his point. Everyone's just rooting for him to get points now. Be like, on the team, really. Sorry, <laughs> this is George. I'm not going past. Fernando, it's George. Uh, so <laughs> no. yeah, moving on, the Alpha Romeo had a howler of a weekend. To kick things off in FP2, he cost Alpha Romeo 900 euro for speeding by 8.5 kilometers per hour in the pit lane. And then to round off the weekend, he earned himself a 20-second time penalty. How many penalty points did he get? For a 20-second time penalty, Kimmy got two penalty points, and he now has six. A 20-second time penalty, and you get two penalty points. This is what I don't get with these And penalties. Norris got a five-second time penalty <laughs> and got two penalty points. This is like, how can and Norris, Norris didn't even touch Sergio Perez and got two penalty points. And Kimi absolutely clobbered <laughs> Sebastian Vettel and got two penalty points. Do you see why I have issues with the consistency? Or the Italian hands coming out. The, I do that. <laughs> the amount of memes I made during this race was not even funny i just don't understand these penalty points like mm. i mean we've kind of covered lando norris but how how do you how do you get two penalty points for that how can lando norris be two penalty points from a race ban? <laughs> i just oh, I don't get and it sorry i forgot Giovinazzi got a penalty as well for being a bit of a, a fool <laughs> during didn't? the safety car oh yeah he overtook over before the safety car line didn't he and yeah, he, he got ent- he entered the pit two then. penalty points yeah, he entered the pit, so then he passed someone because he was going to the pit. <laughs> Can we just point out, by the way, that Charles Leclerc avoided a penalty for ruining, what, three people's races last week? Yeah. yeah. And yet, oh, I just don't get so, it. So, the safety car was deployed and Giovinazzi was like, yeah, I'll pit, and just drove past Alonso before reaching the first safety car line. We have to email friends Todd Rich again. And got a five-second yeah. time penalty and two penalty points. Apart from this time, I need to have a, a, a word in Michael Massey's ear and tell him to get his <laughs> together. It's not Massey. It's the steward. He's the boss. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> you go from the top down. Always We've got Jean Todd. <laughs> We've got Russia changed. We now go for Massey. Get the rules changed. <laughs> I don't care whose fault it is. We always blame Michael Massey. It's like yeah. it's like Mercedes fans just turning on James Vowles now for anything that goes wrong. The strategy. I mean, it, yeah. In some ways, that kind of is his job, though. Mm. So, whereas a lot of what Massey, happens with Massey is outside of his control. 
Yeah, Man City's control of things like the safety car and things. He can say to the stewards, do you want to have a look? But the stewards can also say no, (laughs) or they can look at things themselves and be like, oh, that didn't look good. 30-second time penalty. And one penalty point. (laughs) One penalty point. Yeah, but last year when we had Hamilton's uh, yellow flag incident in qualifying at Austria. It wasn't until the next day and Red Bull went, hey, have you seen this 360 degree camera from F1's Twitter? And they went, oh, new evidence. It's like, why don't they have that in the first place? Like, they say, oh yeah, we looked at video evidence, but did you look at all of it? <laughs> I think they just, look at what they have available. Yeah, but surely they have that it just makes it look like a like... bit of a clown show. Things like the 360 yeah. camera probably aren't broadcasting. No, the, yeah, no. Um, that was you know uploaded later because they sh- can't. Surely they it. can. Ju- they'll be able to like get access to it at some point after the yeah, fact. I'm... But if they've already yeah. made their decision, they don't yeah. care. It's a done. court. A court can make a verdict, and then a police report can find new evidence, and it can go back to court, yeah. and a different verdict can be made. Why can't the same be done with the FIA? <laughs> it's pretty simple. Well, I mean, We've got new evidence that shows he actually did break the rules, so we're just going to give him the penalty. I mean, wasn't that well, I mean, with like did. Hamilton and the pit I mean, lane? Yeah, but it took Red Bull going to them, going, "Hey, have you seen this?" <laughs> like when they should just be doing it themselves. Hmm. So uh, that's the whole reason they're there. So like, do it, do it, <laughs> do it right. Yeah, yeah, you were going to say something about Hamilton. Lane. Yeah, I was saying like, isn't that really what happened with Hamilton in the pit lane? Is they said they said they gave him a penalty and then they changed it afterwards. I something like that happened. I can't. They gave him a penalty and I think four penalty points because it was yeah. two points yeah. each with two penalty points. And then they were like, "Wait, we actually retract the penalty points because the team went to the stewards and was like, yeah, we told them to do it.' Like, oh, okay." <laughs> That's that's another thing I don't like about the penalty point system is that the team went and it's, it redacted all of them. At the end of the day, the act has still happened and the penalty points are supposed to be dangerous driving and that was closed to protect the stewards and marshals getting the car out. So how is it not still dangerous and why is it not just like have two penalty points instead of four? But then... A similar argument could be made in terms of breaches of the technical regulations. Like, yes, it was the team, but the driver still drove it. So why does the driver, driver not doesn't, get deducted points? Driver doesn't drive. Uh, d- driver doesn't make the car. The I mean, driver hope, just does what the team tells them. I'd hope the yeah. driver drives. That's a job. Driver doesn't drive the car. <laughs> I mean, can we call don't drive driver? the car? <laughs> drivers um, spin the car. So yeah, Jovanat's and Kemi not having a good week at the stewards' office. I mean, they had uh, a nice week at well the stewards' office. They spent enough time there. They may as well yeah. just set up a bed and just be like, "Yep, we're sleeping <laughs> here, waiting for our next penalty." Um, and that was their race. Pointless weekend. Moving on. Um, Williams. So close. George so close. didn't get a penalty. So Latifi got. A 30 seconds time penalty. It's interesting how and the ones that got three the... penalty points. Interesting how the ones that got time penalties and penalty points were the ones that weren't in the top 10 and therefore it didn't affect the result. Yeah, I thought that. I was like, what did they do different? Just, just saying. Basically, they didn't slow down as much as the others. 
according mm. to the FIA and telegraphy. They were all called in, so they obviously all didn't slow down that much. They so. were all summoned, but... Um, so I'll bring up the a comparison of Stuart's documents. So let's... Because if, you, if you've been summoned, well, it's I obviously mean... on the telemetry that you haven't slowed down enough. So at that point, why is it not just a stonewall? Giovinazzi didn't finish in the points. And um, here's what they said about Giovinazzi. Uh, document 70. So they were like, the stewards accepted that the driver took appropriate action in the double-waved yellow sectors. Is that? We compare this with Nicholas Latifi being handed a 30-second time penalty. And they said the stewards analysed the telemetry of the driver concerned, who did not slow down sufficiently for the double-waved and yellow sector. So if they've analysed the telemetry, but then said Giovinazzi is fine, why did they bother summoning him in the first place? Yeah. But... If you've got the telemetry, just dish out the penalties from the telemetry. Hmm. Like... It's, it's again, it's inconsistency. Yeah, how is, I'll get the summons document and see what that says. How is the driver meant to do anything like with not respecting double yellows? They're going too fast. That's, how is the yeah. driver going to remember what speed they were going, what speed they're going before? And like, how what's the driver going to do to defend themselves if they're like not going to remember? Team, the okay. team's probably got on boards from yeah. The, yeah. the camp because but. the team representative also has to go with um, uh, the team the also have all their own telemetry as well yeah because like well after Max's tire exploded they provided all of their telemetry to Pirelli so, so. basically the team have went here's what we thought he clearly slowed down and the FIA go cool and Williams yeah, that, have went, makes... here's what we've so. got. And the FIA have went, haha, no 30 second time penalty. <laughs> so, does that mean the FIA only have like those mini sector times? And it's he's gone fast enough in a mini sector to trigger the, their thought of he's not slowed down that much, but he's just slowed down at the scene and then gunned it afterwards. I mean, that is possible. I don't obviously know exactly what they have, like, they, they have GPS. Yeah, they've got GPS, but I don't think they've got all the same like throttle tracing and stuff that the teams will be able to just be like, there. We've got it on the app. I imagine <laughs> they have quite a lot there. Obviously, like not each individual steward has it, probably. But like, I imagine they have quite a lot, considering they're the FIA. And, and also, if one of the other teams is like, uh, we don't think he's slowed down. They're probably going to summon them anyway and just be like, right, we've been told you didn't slow down. Prove you did. Given given that I can sit here in my chair with my phone in my hand and look at Mick Schumacher's throttle trace and how much brake pressure he's applying, why? Why do the stewards not have such information? It just seems a bit dumb, you know? <sighs> I, just hope to I never think see there's a obviously a big again. difference <laughs> between... Um, what we get on the app and then actual yeah. like throttle tracing document and stuff that the teams have, but uh, I've got some bad news for you, Alex, though, because as we're moving Oof. on to Haas, there's another stewards document. DJ, yeah, Kelly. I was hoping <laughs> another one. <laughs> the Mazepin 30 seconds would be forgotten because no. Mazepin got himself a cheeky 30 second time penalty. Did he also get three penalty points? And three penalty points. Holy crow. Consistency. Consistency is key. Um, basically, he didn't slow down 
So he gets 30 seconds. Yeah. Because it should have been a 10-second stop and go, but it was on the last lap. So they don't make you do a stop and go. They just slap you with a 30-second time penalty. That made a lot of difference well, to this result. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they, they don't let you do it anymore after Michael did a, a stop-go penalty in the pit lane on the last lap and won the race still. <laughs> Iconic. They were yeah. like, what? What? No, disqualified. But he, he was like, Kimi Raikkonen was lucky not to get a five-second time penalty, considering <laughs> that he got the three iconic teammate. Um, yeah, we had plenty of violations. And we had plenty of um, we had plenty of good Kimi radio, but at the same time, we also had Lando Norris impersonating Kimi hmm. when being told he had a five-second penalty. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> well, what? <laughs> Down. Sorry, Kimmy actually had four track limits. Infringements. He should have another five seconds. He should. Well, um, it gets referred to the stewards. In fairness, if you go wide at nine, you're probably going to go wide at ten. So if it was the same lap, they've probably just considered it as, as the same thing. Possible, but I'm not sure. Who knows? Yeah. And that concludes the Stewards Fest that was FIA Formula One. <laughs> Moving on to the Stewards Fest that was FIA Formula Three. Oh. Do, do we want to do standings? <laughs> oh standings. yeah, standings. Yeah, nothing has changed in terms of what matters. Moving on. Uh, right. Uh, has anyone changed position? Um, you know, I don't. I, um. I think they have to be awfully honest uh, so same as last week <laughs> oh uh no danny ricks moved up oh. one to eighth okay danny ricks and eight who's in ninth now uh gansley sorted because formula three is going to take a while to talk about <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i told oh, you it was going to be a mess i mean i didn't tell you two chaos. because you weren't here but i told those two because they <laughs> were here so this may end up being the longest episode. <laughs> I don't think we can beat two hours. That that'll oh, take well, some we, time. Might, <laughs> we might get two hours in one minute. <laughs> mm. An hour fifty-nine fifty-nine was <laughs> where I accidentally managed to trim it down to, and then it didn't work on the Spotify upload at first. But we we move, we fixed it eventually. Uh shout out to my mate Matt for pointing out that only the first half of the episode had uploaded. <laughs> hmm. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so F3, three great races, to be honest. I mean, it's, um, F3 never really fails to, yeah. to deliver. In race one, we had a driver get disqualified for failing to respect a black and orange flag. Now, for those of you who are unaware, the black flag with an orange disc means you have a technical problem pit immediately and they just didn't <laughs> so they got disqualified which is fair enough and that driver was Awasa for high tech I mean it's um, it's pretty simple isn't it like yeah follow the rules yeah just pet at the same time I said it last week um there should have been a black flag with an orange disc for one of the drivers because their front wing was literally hanging on by a thread and then flew off. So... Oh, yeah. 
if that doesn't constitute a black flag with an orange disc, what does? <laughs> so, in fairness, the reasoning for the black flag with an orange disc is a bit harsh. It was a broken onboard camera. That is why he was summoned to the pits. Wow. Here we are. That We've moved on from sucks. Formula One stewards documents to looking at the ones with a lovely Formula Three logo on the top. Uh, yeah, during the hearing, the team representative stated that they had an issue with onboard camera since qualifying and were informed that the issue should have been resolved during race one. And after being showed the black and orange flag, the team tried to contact the race director to discuss the necessity of the flag. But there was technical problems and they couldn't. If in doubt, follow the flags, you know? Yeah, which is basically what the stewards said. Yeah. Um, having heard the justification, the stewards said, it's, yeah, you just have to follow the flags. It's not an excuse. If you can't talk to someone to verify something, you, you go with what you're told. Yeah. So. Or what you can clearly see on the track is yeah. your car number followed by a black and orange flag just pet yeah same i, I kind of see why for an onboard camera but also there's multiple cameras on the car is it more or less harsh than the frecker disqualification for the the nut that was incorrect oh yeah i would say it's more harsh because it yeah. Well, if it, sorry. If it was... The Freca one was definitely more harsh for a washer being incorrect. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the reasoning for the flag, it's more harsh. Like, as an onboard camera. Come on. Yeah. In in F3, they don't have the one on the top and the one at the side, do they? They just probably have the one on the top. I think that's why. I think the onboards are considered uh, safety critical. Yeah, because in the event of a large accident, they can yeah. see what's going on in the car using an onboard camera. Yeah, I was gonna say if if it was like the one at the top, they have the one at the top of the one on the side on F one cars, but I don't think they have them F three cars. So for me, an onboard is the one at the top. So like that kind of yeah. makes sense. The 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 T cam. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than the over the shoulder. Yeah. There's a cool shot on the F1 car, like looking yeah. through the halo. But at the same time, you wonder how many how many cameras they've got. However, Formula E does have a better camera than that, and that's driver's eye. Yeah. Yes. No, the best camera that exists in the Formula series is Formula E with driver's eye. Um, oh yeah. That's just by far the best camera that's around. So race one, we did disqualification, and did we have any time penalties? We oh. did. We had a few. Um, for well, one was a grid penalty for the next race, which is weird to have awarded in a race. It's like. An incident in race one, and they got a grid penalty for race two. It's just I mean, odd. We've, to see. we've seen we've seen similar stuff happen before, where yeah. an incident in a race results in a, a grid penalty for the next race weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, um, Jack Crawford got a five second time penalty for leaving the track and gaining an advantage. Um. Alexander Smollier got a five-second time penalty for forcing uh, car 10 off the track, which is coincidentally Jack, who got a five-second time penalty already. And finally, for race one, 
Um, Kaelin Williams got a five-second time penalty for causing a collision. Yay. Didn't Arthur Leclerc DNF in this race or not? Uh, he did, I believe, because I'm pretty sure he started 27th in the next one. Yeah, didn't he DNF in two out of three of the races? He had a big crash in the third one. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he almost completed 12 laps. Um... Yeah, no, because he was trying to go past um, Martin, Martins, how do you pronounce it, wasn't he? Martin. And he got in the grass and then basically collected Novelak, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That was a big incident. Yeah, they both looked like they were a bit injured walk- yeah. walking away. Yeah. So. yeah, apart from that, the racing was so good. Bearing in mind, like, it reminded me of karting, just the way everyone was constantly changing. It was, it was brilliant. I mean, why can't F1 cars follow that closely? That's what I'd yeah. Say. Uh, Formula 2, not Formula 2, that's that's Silverstone. Race 2 was another great race. Um, major point from the stewards room was an interesting one, so I'll actually bring the document up. Really? It was a breach of the technical regulations which did not lead to disqualification. Mm-hmm. Um, Inconsistency. I'm not for it. It was a fine of seven thousand five hundred euro, which is quite a lot in Formula Three. Oh, God. Like, like, I'm sorry, what they're fining? They're fining Formula Three teams over ten times as much as they form a fine a Formula One team. What's going on here? Um, and the they've also had a rear part plank re, um, to be used by car number one reduced by two. Um. So basically, the <laughs> put... 69. Nice. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I read it. it was... Yeah, I was like, someone's going to say it. I read it. I was like, serious. a number. I just didn't clock it with that number. Um, it shows you how late it is. I just don't clock funny number. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, they didn't disqualify them because they feel that a future advantage is mis- mitigated because of this mistake that they already made. But it's a very r- strange one. Um, they took a part from car two, handed it and installed it on car one. I thought it was pretty much a spec series anyway. <laughs> yeah, but um, so large didn't... fine for Dennis Hauger's team. Uh, didn't he win the race? He won the first one from like 12th, didn't he? And um, then I know he won one. I don't think he won the second one. No, he didn't. And then he was on no. pole and came second, I think, the feature. But he was like, he was the standout. He was third. Mm. And he was only five tenths off Frederick Vesti in second. He was on the podium in every race. Yeah. Yeah, he was brilliant. <laughs> he he got a one, two, three. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, he and got the then race three was even more chaos lots of penalties um so we won't go through them all it's just, it's just leonardo Apart DiCaprio from... raining, raining money but the money is just fia time penalties well like yeah. has to be about yeah yeah <laughs> um apart from arthur leclerc's if i can find it because that's quite what number is Leclerc again? Two? Uh, two or three. Yeah. I think it's two. Going to be two, I think. Yeah. Yes. 
because Leclerc also three. got a three-place grid penalty, but for the next whenever race we next in. have Formula yeah. Three. Um, because he absolutely yeeted two cars. Budapest. Oh, that's quite some time away. End of August. Yeah. Uh, end of um, July, start of August. Sorry. Yeah. So basically, Leclerc yeeted two cars and got a three-place grid penalty and two penalty points. And he now has four penalty points. It is worth noting, though, that F3's penalty points work slightly different. They yeah. are season to season rather than 12 months. 12 months, yeah. Yes. And they also, if Leclerc gets promoted to F2, they, they go away. Wiped. Yeah. Which makes sense. Well, yeah, he didn't commit the, the crime in that category, so... So oh, you're why? off the <laughs> <laughs> Um, would, and... would, would be banned by now if that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. So, you know, throwing it out there. <laughs> and that concludes Formula 3. It just, it delivered. Mm-hmm. Once again, it delivered. And finally for this week, W Series. Jamie Chadwick won. She bossed it. Yeah, yeah. She, she led, she basically got a grand slam for a W Series, didn't she? <laughs> It was just like she was just out in front chilling, but it wasn't chilling because it was just purple lap, purple lap, purple lap. Yeah. This was like, okay, calm, please. I have <laughs> I have two complaints about W series. One, channel four can't decide what channel they're putting it on. Yes. Yeah. Last put... weekend it was more four, and this weekend it was yeah. actual channel four. So my recording didn't pick it up because it changed channel. Which is annoying. One thing, that and I... they only show the race. You need to go to YouTube to watch qualifying and practice. Yeah, that yes. that annoys me. Like, and it's on different I... channels. Yeah. Yeah. Or just put it all on W Series YouTube, like everything and yeah, the race and everything. I think yeah, practice, or... yeah. practice was on the W Series YouTube channel. Qualifying was on Channel, channel Four, four. Motorsports YouTube channel, and yeah. then the race was on Channel Four. Yeah. Pick one. And <laughs> my other complaint is I don't like the purple graphics. They're I've gotten, really distracting. I've gotten used to them, but I they're quite I mean at least they stand out from like, everything else. Because like, I'm that used to all of the Formula One their series having yeah. the nice sleek black graphics. Um but it's just that mix between you're expecting the Formula One graphics, but then they're purple. Mm. And when you move up a position, you get a yellow square, which usually means you're going slow. Yeah, that was, yeah. Rather than y- a yellow, green square. yellow is the downward arrow for you've lost places. Hmm. On the whereas on the when one. when they drop a, a place, it's still red, like in Formula One. It's like, but it, please it just of, follow the same color suite. <laughs> it makes sense why they put it yellow because like this color scheme is purple and green. But at yeah. the same time, I noticed some of the squares, I think they've been like kind of greyed out. They weren't as bright as the rest of them. Like yeah. some of the numbers. I have no idea why. It's like they're in the pets or not in the pets. Yeah, like I remember Jamie Chadwick was in like third or something. Her name was her number was greyed out. And then like Alice Powell's was as well. And then mm. like no one else was. I was like, like please fix your graphics, W yeah. series. 
Just use Formula Ones. You're an F1 feeder series for a reason. Well, I mean, can we say that now? They're a support race for sure, but can we say yeah. they're a feeder series until they've actually fed? Well, they get super license points. They get super so license points, yeah. Anything yeah. that gets super license points, I think, can be considered a feeder series. Don't Apart from get... IndyCar. I was going to say, IndyCar, you get super license points. With but... the exception of IndyCar. I don't know. I, I and will... Formula E, because that's a world championship. Yeah, I will hesitate to call it a full-blown feeder series until Jamie Chadwick gets an F1 drive. Because let's be real, after her performance this weekend, she's just going to walk away with it. She did go in Frecker in 2020 with Prema. She didn't do too well. Because mm. she, uh, she was with Arthur Leclerc and John Kopetikoff and in, in the Prema, uh, Petikoff and Leclerc, one and two. Petikoff obviously won. They one and two, and Jamie I think had like was sixth or something, even maybe even lower, in a prema. So like, mm. but that's a that's a thirty car field. True. I think so, yeah. in her last there's still race, plenty of drivers she's beating there. Yeah, I think in her last race she got sixth. I don't know why I remember this, but I remember Arthur Leclerc. Drove into her and she got six, I think. Well, I mean, about like last week at Dowsdale's, where she got yeeted into turn one and then actually quite a good recovery yeah. drive. Yeah. But then the safety car definitely helped, but oh yeah, yeah. Then with um, W Series, obviously not a lot of women drivers, so like not a lot of them have very ex- much experience. Obviously, there's people like Alice Powell, who's won two championships. I'm not exactly sure in what. But a lot of the grid have... Some some of the grid, it's their first Formula series. Sorry, yes. That's the one thing I forgot about. That's my third complaint about the receives. The golf and quality in the field is massive. Yeah. Like... Think young... about Formula One and Formula One point five. Yeah. Yeah. This is a spec series. Yeah. Same. Yeah, the youngest just turned eighteen, I think, Saturday before the race, and the oldest is thirty-one. I Kim think. Kim Linen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I'm not sure how to pronounce the youngest name. I know she's from Russia, but I'm not sure how to pronounce the name. Oh, well, um, Sidelkova. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, like, Irina Sidokova. Yeah, she got P2, didn't she? Yeah, I was actually yeah. going to get on the podium. Yeah, but like, and there's Jessica Hawkins, who's a stunt driver, like, who had to leave to become a stunt driver, so she has more experience in that, and has now come back to Formula Racing. So, like, obviously, they had to fill out the field some way or another, but also, there's a lot Surely of there's change 18. experience drivers that they can get of similar quality. That's that's what annoys me. 18. Mm. Nine teams. Yeah. Can, have, can like, we have 10, please? They have like five reserve drivers. Make another Just, team, put two of them in. Yeah. Make another two teams. Get four of them in. One of, the, pre- one of the presenters, uh I can't remember her name. Uh the one the presenter from South Africa, she's mm. a reserve driver. Naomi something. I, I'm not sure I'd pronounce the last name again. 
but she's a reserve driver as well, and she's a presenter. And you've got David Coulthard doing commentary, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. Slowest time in quali was a 130.3. Uh, fastest time was a 128.9. And aren't these supposed to be F3 cars? They're F3 chassis, yeah. 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 They're not, they're like from. They've got their own aeros because they don't have DRS. Yeah, they're more yeah. like Formula Regional level. Oh, right, well, Freca, yeah. Yeah, they're more like Freca level because they're Formula 3 spec, but not the same engines. Mm. They have Alfa Romeo yeah. engines and then Freca, obviously, have Alpine. So. Not about the same in terms of quality. <laughs> <laughs> well, given the a crack in uh, Chadwick's turbo in the first qualifying mm. ruined her qualifying. Mm. Uh, I think we'll go with, yeah, about the same quality. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Yeah, no, it's... But it's it, was, it was good racing in the rest yeah. of the field. Just Chadwick's in a league of her own. She was like yeah. 10... I would five, like to see a genuine like yeah. fight at the front. There kind of was one last week for the podium, I think. I mean, there was last week when Chadwick was fighting her way yeah. back through the field, but, you know, that was because Chadwick was fighting her way back through the field and she wasn't at the front already. She, she also benefited... Be, bleh, it's getting late. <laughs> she also benefited from the safety car a little bit. I but, mean, yeah, very much so, because she was, you know, the, 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 the traffic was very much strung out, so it was like mm-hmm. you have to catch and then you have to line up the pass and then you have to pass. And in those cars, it's... It's more difficult because you don't have the DRS assistance. So it was pretty much turn three dive bomb and hope. <laughs> mm. So, but yeah, the sa- yeah the safety car definitely helped her because it just grouped everyone back up and she can just start making moves rather than working on closing gaps. But yeah, no. Um, in, in much the same way that we've said that Gregoire Saucy is going to run away with the Freca title, I think Chadwick's going to run away with the W Series title. Yeah. Yeah. Even if she is only like two points clear at the minute. <laughs> but she did have basically a grand slam, and she probably would have last week. Yeah, as but well, then again, had you know, if there's only on. eight races. Was it, was it a grand slam? Did she bleed? She every... got pole position, she led she every looked... lap. And Did she, she just top practice? Pass. Yeah. Oh well, in that case, yeah, it's a grand slam. Mm. So, but there's no pit stops. <laughs> so... uh, and same with like um, sprint races in Formula Three, Formula Two. So you know. Yeah. But... And that's that's the one. Can we have more races? The other feeder series are giving us like three yeah, races that's... a weekend. Yeah. Feels a bit anticlimactic, especially seeing as the race is on a Saturday. Yeah, mm-hmm. even just race on the Sunday. Follow Formula One. Do practice on the Friday, qualifying on the Saturday, race on the Sunday. It would make sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. Obviously, or, they've done it for a reason. But or even just have um, practice and do. I think what Formula Two used to do: practice and qualifying on the Friday, race on the Saturday, and race on the Sunday. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Add a second race. race yeah. yeah, just do that because that'll be I more mean, beneficial. I even managed to two races a weekend. Yeah. And we all that say that's just, carnage because there's I mean, 33 cars. 
it sounds like we're taking a dump on W Series, which we're not. It was actually no. quite a good it race. Was, no, it was very good racing. It's just it we is. want to see more of it. We it want to see more second. and we want to see yeah. it better. It yeah. is the second season, so they're still obviously ironing out details and everything and like trying yeah. to see how everything works. But these are just some criticisms we could put in. <laughs> especially, especially when you're looking at a series like W Series is looking to try and get exposure. Yeah. Nobody's hanging around after qualifying to no. watch W Series. Race on the Sunday, you'll get mm. people that have turned up early or have tuned in thinking it's going to be Formula One, but, oh, it's W Series. Oh, it's racing. Oh, it's close. I'll stay and watch. Yeah. So, you know, more people and will tune in for a race to... on a Sunday than will tune in to stick around for a race after Saturday qualifying. You have the problem as well of that they have joined the Formula One circus. They are going to be directly compared with Formula Two, Formula Three, and mm. Freca. Freca, you could it was also their first year as a Formula One support series on the Formula One card. And they knocked out of the park with their six races. They were outstanding. Yeah, but also they were already a certified support series, just under a different well, name. Really. Yeah, a different it was technically a different championship. Technically, yeah, but like, it was the amalgamation of two championships to create Freca. Yeah, but it was they were already both established championships. They'd just come together with W Series, brand new, only the second year. So like, yes, what I would say then is don't rush into the Formula One circus. Mm. I mean, it's like also, if, if Formula One come to you and say, "Hey, yeah. do you want to come and join us?" You're not. If Formula One come to you and like, yeah. Equally, if they've went to Formula One and like, we think we can do this in Formula One, well, yeah, go for it. They have to be ready. Yeah, yeah I mean, it is um, more exposure for them, but I think obviously you can, you they, they are just yeah. they are just yeah. trying to like get everything my, sorted. My like... genuine worry is that they've went too quickly in joining Formula One because Formula One is the premier motorsport category. I feel like they can do okay. They just need to keep improving. Yeah, what they've got is a solid foundation. They now just need to iron out the tweaks. Yeah, I mean that's going to come with that like, more seasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it'll come with oh, for the twenty twenty two season, we're going to change the Saturday race to be a twenty five minute plus one lap sprint race, and the Sunday race to be a forty five minute plus one lap feature race. Yeah. That's all it takes, you know. I think it'll be interesting to see a if they're invited back to be with Formula One next year. I'll, I'll be gutted if they aren't. I yeah. imagine they would be, considering it's like they want more women in motorsport mm. and like we race exposure. One. Mm-hmm. We race as one, yeah. We race as um, money. <laughs> and b if they do make any changes for next season. Again, I imagine they would. Yeah. Just to. I mean, they, they make changes to every other championship year on year, don't they? Because, yeah. Like this year, like... we've got sprint qualifying in Formula One. Uh, yeah. This year, we've got three races a weekend for Formula Two and Formula Three. This year, we've not got just, teams for. Not got... just this year, we've got sprint qualifying for Formula One. In next weekend, we have sprint qualifying in Formula One. Next race weekend. I'm yeah. just going to yeah. Yeah, add, add that caveat. <laughs> well, I normally say this Don't confuse the is listeners. the weekend coming. Next weekend is the weekend after that. So it's not this weekend. So, it's next. Now, now so we're getting next, into next weekend. Of, we're getting into semantics of. Uh... Next <laughs> time we go racing. 
Yeah, just say that. <laughs> um, next race weekend. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not even next time we go racing because we've got Formula E this weekend. We're going to yeah, New York. <clears throat> We're going to New York for FIA Formula E. So, it's ironic because that whisper was probably about as loud as the cars. Um, so, that's another double header. Tune in on the BBC or whatever your local broadcaster is. And if you don't have one of them, YouTube. Because Formula E are nice and give us races for free. Not anymore. They don't post them on YouTube anymore. Yeah, not in the UK because we saw the BBC. Territory dependent. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, what, 20 past 10? I'm tired. And so, well, as a, as was a revealed a few weeks back when we had a massive episode, we'll talk about two sets of Formula E races next week. Which means I need to watch two sets of Formula E races. Yes. <coughs> yes. <laughs> you have four Formula E races to watch. Excelente. Oh, I forgot about that. Wait, or is it only three? Mexico might have only raced once. No, oh, they race twice. Oh, they race twice. Are yourself a fan. Don't even know how many teams they went racing. God, Chris, get it right. Oh, some are single and some so are So much for being the Formula E representative of the Turn 5 podcast. <laughs> Stick um... to your steward ducks. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Got enough next... of them. <laughs> so next week we'll have Formula E. And we'll also be talking about F1 2021 game because that releases next... Thursday? Thursday, Friday? Um, Friday for normal um, access. Next Tuesday for early access. That's So that's the, if you pre-order the deluxe edition, you get the three days early access. If you just pre-ordered the game, Friday. Which I will shamelessly yeah. admit I did. So I already have. <laughs> um, so I I'll be playing a week on Tuesday. Which means when this podcast comes out, I will already have completed my first races on F1 2021. I, I probably will not have, probably because I'll have been either A, editing this, or B, uploading it. And I don't want to make my internet go any slower by playing a game. Yeah. So I'll probably be playing Mario Golf, <laughs> which is um, actually lit. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> but Wait, yeah, what, what what was the date for it coming out? Because sixteenth slash thirteenth, depending on what version you pre-order. Uh, if you want has... to spend seventy pounds, the thirteenth. If you get EA access, oh, okay, which is twenty quid a year, you get ten pounds off your pre-orders. I will uh, 10% be home. Off your pre-orders. I will be home from Goodwood then, because Goodwood is this weekend. So uh, Nia's going to be slacking off next week, eh? So I will have seen uh, the 2021 Aston Martin in but real are you, life. Are you going to be here to tell us about it? Yes, I'm coming back Sunday night, so yes, yes I am. We can get the lowdown, we can add Goodwood can. to the list. It's a five hour journey to Goodwood. Hey, well, you're the one that lives in Wales. It's not Goodwood's fault, it's where Goodwood is. It's not my fault my parents decided to live here. <laughs> what? Um, I've downloaded every single Sherlock episode in preparation for the 10 hour journey we will discuss Goodwood as well next week yeah that's all um, broadcast on YouTube as well isn't it I, have it was last year. I think it was, it was year two years ago I think yeah. so. so is there something on Sky about Goodwood as well yeah <laughs> trust her to be Sky so <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm sure I remember seeing it on YouTube. So if and doubt, yeah, there's check like, out YouTube. There's probably a live stream on the Goodwood Festival yeah, of Speed I, channel. I think oh. they... Um, this raises a big question. Who's going to drive the Mercedes at Goodwood? Because they always take a Mercedes. Yeah. It's it usually be... the reserve driver. Anthony but Davidson. the reason oh, yeah. Van Dorn are in, form, are in New York. Anthony Davidson. Oh, yeah. No. He's the only other driver that's driven that car. Mm. It's Hamilton, Bottas, Davidson. Yeah. Maybe Bottas can practice. <laughs> Second gear. Yeah. Second <laughs> gear starts. I mean, they all do donuts at Goodwood anyway, yeah. so... Yeah, I mean, He's got practice. Send, he said last week, Esteban there's a again. time and a place. This is it. This is... <laughs> send George. Could send George. I know, um, confirmed, Orlando and Daniel, Alex Albon, <laughs> Jamie Chadwick, <laughs> Jessica Hawkins... Um, Are those first three names going to be in Formula One machinery, though? What were the first three names? Uh, Lando, Dan, and Lando, Dan, Lance. and Alex. Oh, Alex. Uh, you didn't mention Lance. Lance is in the twenty twenty one. Yeah, Lance Aston. is there as well. Uh, Lance definitely driving the Aston. Lando and Daniel, I have no idea. Alex, I have no idea. I was going to say because Danny's got that bet on if he gets a podium, he gets to drive Zach's number three. So, yeah, no, I guess I have it. I, it, I thought, oh, yeah, it, have it, has it. Yeah, I think they might do what Lando did in like 2018 is they drive like old cars, like indie cars, or mm. whatever it was. Can am, I don't know. Yeah, I'd imagine they do something like that. Yeah, I know Lando and Daniel are definitely confirmed, and I think Alex is as well, and Lance. I just want to go. But yeah, so that wraps up this week's episode of the Turn 5 podcast. Uh, thank you all very much for watching or listening on your platform of choice. And we shall see you all next week for what will finally be our first non race week. In a while, yay! Well, you say that I've got Formula E. It's, it's Formula <laughs> yeah, E, you know what I mean. And, and e we've got to do Silverstone predictions. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not a race. Wait, we didn't talk about our results for our predictions. Oh God, yeah. Oh, what a shame! <laughs> Twenty-five past ten. <clears throat> so Chris is in last on thirty-four points. Alex above him on thirty-nine. Then it comes Ben on forty, Nia on forty-one, and tied at the top is myself and Sonia, both on fifty points. Uh, so that comes after a weekend of the maximum score was seven scored by Ben. <laughs> he got he got P1 and P2 on the podium correct and in the correct place and the correct pole sitter. So. Uh, oh, uh, Mazapin bingo. Uh, Nia won that one uh, for saying that he would finish the race get lapped on lap 25 which indeed he was uh and was joint closest with everyone else because we were all one lap out we either all said one or three and he finished two laps down so you know there it is um bold predictions uh alex a 70 percent chance for rain for the race but no rain i was trying to find a picture on my phone that said there was a 75 percent chance of rain at 2 p.m on sunday so I'm giving you that that one. Ah, uh, 
I'll go on to the F1 app just now and see what the official FIA chance of rain no, was. No, I'm, I'm still planning. I, I, don't, I don't care what it what the official WTF1 one said. I saw. I WTF1 saw. WTF1 tweeted on Friday. There was you sound, like a, you sound yeah, like a teacher just trying to stop and argue. What, like, I don't care what you it's said. It's what the official chance <laughs> of rain is at the, the start of the <laughs> session. Not fast. Not fast. Um, it really sounds like a teacher trying to dispute <laughs> an argument. Ben... <laughs> Ben, yours took exactly three corners to happen. That was a safety car. So, yeah, that one happened. Chris, rain. No. Uh, the risk of rain for the F1 race was 60%. I, I'm, uh, no, I, I saw, I saw <laughs> I 75%. WTF1 is the most reliable source. Yeah, I saw 75%. That's what I'm taking. Race so. control disagrees. I don't care what race control says. Say Nobody it. listens to the steward Give documents. Me two penalty points. <laughs> yeah, no one um, listens to the stewards anyway. Best yeah. um, of rain for F1 race, 60%. Oh, my, my, my prediction of Alfa Romeo score a point, no. No. Thanks, Kimmy. Um, I mean, they were outside anyway, but, you know, yeah, thanks, Kimmy. Uh, and Nia with George in Q3. Yeah. This is pretty solid. Yeah. So I read that and unexpected DNF. Ocon, yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you put yourself, you you put your card yeah, out. You're going to claim that everyone that DNFs is unexpected. Yeah. Well, I count unexpected DNF and expected DNF. Seb. <laughs> if they've, been... I didn't know he DNF'd until <laughs> yeah. well after Seb, the race had finished. Seb was classified. He yeah. got a DNF on the app. Yeah, I I count an expected DNF as if they've been struggling for a couple of laps, then they come into the pits. For me, if they come into the pits, that's expected. So basically, someone crashes. If yeah. someone crashes, basically. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is well, actually. I, I, someone... I will raise the counter argument of if it's Mazepin or Latifi, it's not unexpected. Mazepin not ex- unexpected. Mazepin's expected, but no. But if so they retire on the side of the track what, or if they crash, we are... this is this is why my mate called it out. He was like, "That's rubbish." Yeah, <laughs> what we're establishing here is your bold prediction is someone will crash or someone will break down. We're putting a kibosh on that here. That is not being allowed for Silverstone. Fine. That's okay. that's why I crossed out yours and just put the George Q3 one. Yeah. So I mean, you I brought it up. I, I, I wasn't going to say anything. I predicted George into Q3, so. Stewards have banned it forever now. <laughs> yeah. Race control uh, has. I mean, who listens three to the penalty anyway? points? Who listens to the stewards anyway? The drivers didn't. In Austria. The teams. <laughs> team representative has come down and verified that that is indeed an and you can't unacceptable give me bold prediction. You can't give me penalty points on my license because I don't have one, okay? We'll give just. We'll, We'll delay it. We'll defer your penalty points until you receive your provisional license. Well, t- uh, 12 points on the episode ban. <laughs> <laughs> My provisional's on the, the way. <laughs> um, but thank you very much for watching. We are actually going to wrap up now because it is half past 10. Outro two. <laughs> um, and we shall see you all next week. Ta-ra for now. Bye.